Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.living. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Turn to someone near you, tell them you're glad to be here this morning. If you're not glad to be here, God can change that as well. Amen. They left me some spot ties up here. I'm not sure who needs to be tied in their seat this morning. I'll probably leave those over to their ushers. Sister Barry, okay, we'll get her, we'll get her tied up this morning. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. How many of you, I know it's, it's just 10.01, and I do have a lesson that I'm prepared I'd like to teach. Um, I thought maybe, maybe some of you may want to know what's going on with my wife and I in the transition, and so can I take just a couple of minutes maybe and share some of those details? Um, it's a very exciting time for us, and it's extremely terrifying at the same time. This is uh, our home for 38 years, and uh, this is really all we've known. And so our house went on the market on September 2nd at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and we had a bona fide offer for $10,000 over listing Amen. that night. Hallelujah. And uh, Hallelujah. so we... We drove out um, on the 1st, I guess it was, or no, we drove out on the 31st to Michigan to see Rachel and the girls. John and Rachel were trying to take a vacation. They went to Cancun, and they're not allowed to go anywhere again for a very long time if we have to watch those three girls for five days. <laughs> we were pretty wore out. We're not used to that. And um, so on the 2nd, the vote was, on the 1st, the vote was ratified, and uh, Abundant Life Church in Two Rivers voted us in, elected us, ratified the vote as pastors of that church. When amen. we, amen. So we're giving all the praise and glory to God. We're thankful. He's a great God. We had pretty good church there. When I got there, some of you may have seen the post on Facebook. When I got there, there was a little seven-year-old girl named Jordan who said, I want, I want the new pastor. I want Pastor Roberts to baptize me. And so the first official act that I got to do as pastor of Abundant Life Church was to baptize a little girl named Jordan in the name of Jesus. And she was so excited. Jordan brought her friend Michael up to me and uh, had a conversation. And Michael, she introduced me to Michael. And uh, Michael told me, she, he said, do you know I'm named after an archangel? I said, I know that. You are. And uh, so I began to have a little Bible study with Jordan and Michael about archangels. And I told Michael, I said, do you know who the three archangels are? And he said, no, I don't. I said, well, Michael is the warring angel. You always see him in scripture with a sword. Gabriel is the messenger or the word angel. He's always bringing a message. I said, do you guys know who the third archangel is? And they said, no. And I said, the third archangel was Lucifer. And they said, really? And I said, yes, it was Lucifer. The devil was an archangel, but he didn't obey God, and God kicked him out. I said, so do you know who takes my, uh, Lucifer's place? And they said, no, we don't, Pastor. And I said, 
We do the church. We are now the, taking the place of an archangel, and we're worshipers. And so from that conversation, little Michael and little Jordan went away and said, we're all angels. And they went running around the church saying, we're angels, we're archangels. So we had a great time. We had blowout church, had a great time. It was just such an uh, inviting, uh, nice presence. But I will tell you that we missed you all terribly. Um, this has been the normal for us. And, uh, and so we are providing an open invitation to anyone from Living Hope who would love to come and visit uh, Two Rivers, Wisconsin. It is gorgeous. I will tell you the high temperature of the week we were there was 81. It was down to 55 at night, so I'm terrified what February is going to bring. Uh, but I was, I was assured by several people that once it hits zero, the, the temperature is just a number. Those minus numbers are just a number. They don't really matter. I'm not buying into all of that, but uh, we'll see. I mean, we were able to find a house, and um, it didn't happen until we got home, but we have a contract on a home in a beautiful uh, subdivision, and so we are so excited. God is doing some great things. Amen? He's a good God, isn't he? Amen. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter 14. Thank you for letting me share some of that with you. And I know we've got a few weeks left here. Our plan is I'm going to make at least one more trip to Wisconsin between now and then. And our last service here for a while will be October 24th. That seems to be very close to me. <laughs> so, amen. First Chronicles chapter 14, beginning in verse 8. And when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David, and David heard of it. And David went out against them, and the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? And wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into thine hand. So they came up to Baal-perazim, and David smote them there. Then David said, God hath broken in upon mine enemies by mine hand, like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore they called the name of that place Baal-perazim. And when they had left their gods there, David gave commandment, and they were burned with fire. And the Philistines yet again spread themselves abroad in the valley. Therefore David inquired again of God, and God said, Go not up after them, turn away from them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And it shall be when thou shalt hear the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt go out to battle, for God has gone forth before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. David therefore did as God commanded him, and they smote the host of the Philistines from Gibeon even to Gezer, and the fame of David went out into all the lands, and the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing in honor of the word. You know this. We are familiar with this. On October 1st, 1947, Chuck Yeager became the first person to ever break the sound barrier. He flew the Bell X-1 rocket to a speed of Mach 1, an altitude of 45,000 feet. That's 761 miles per hour or an incredible 1,100 feet per second. In aerodynamics, the sound barrier is the apparent and physical boundary that's stopping large objects from becoming supersonic. We understand that. 
So we grasp the, the idea that Chuck Yeager was the first human to break through that sound barrier, a feat that brought aviation and flying in general to a new level. And so this morning I want to talk to us about breaking through or about breaking barriers. In humanity, we are always constantly, uh, always constantly, is that too, right? That doesn't go to a good deal. We are constantly fighting against the barriers of normality. How many of you understand what normal life looks like, feels like, right? Uh, you know, uh, except for the last maybe a year and 10 months, I thought I knew what normal looked like, right? And, and so what, what I'm saying is, is that in our humanity, a lot of times, we, we should be striving to break the status quo. Make sense? You, you go to Living Hope, so I know you understand this. We are not we are not purviewers of the status quo. We are not satisfied with the status quo. We want to always do what we're doing better. Does that make sense? I, th I think that's a normal thing for, for all of us as humanity. You know, Chuck Yeager discovered this. He, I, he discovered that there was a potential to break a barrier, to reach a new level, to go places that we've never gone before. And today's no exception for living hope. We're going to go to places in the spiritual realm that we've never been before. God's going to do things today that he's never done before, at least here, right? And so I believe that we can all break barriers in our lives. And so maybe stepping back from that just a little bit, the truth is, whether you believe it or not, you are facing barriers in your life. You're facing some type of wall, some type of partition that is standing in the way of your progress. Now, there's a couple things that have to happen here. One, you've got to make a determination that you're going to move beyond where you are, amen, in order to get a breakthrough. And, and so the, the reality that I know and that you know is that most of us as people are not fond of change. Be honest, right? Okay. Uh, my wife and I have lived in the same house for 17 years, and packing that house up is putting a little bit of trepidation in my life, Right. Uh, but there, the reality is we have an aversion to change, and if we're not careful, that aversion to change can become a barrier, right, in our, in our lives. And so we've got to keep moving forward. We've got to keep taking new ground. We've got to learn to break through the things that are preventing us and go to the next level of living in our lives. Now, that's just for the natural man, but it's also, it's more so true for the spiritual man. We cannot be satisfied with where we're at. I'm glad that I no longer smoke cigarettes. I'm glad that I no longer drink alcohol. I'm glad that I no longer do a lot of the things that I used to do all those years ago before the Lord saved me. That's fantastic. But wait a minute. I can't stop there and rest upon those things because the Lord is not through with me. Amen. He's not through with you, right? Uh, <laughs> excuse me. And, and so we got to move forward. We got to break through those barriers. A wise man said it this way. Wherever people find themselves in life, they usually possess a natural desire to move up. Okay, so if you don't want to move forward, that's an unnatural desire. They, the, most people want greater recognition. Most people want to make more money. Right? Most people want to live in a better home. 
and, and they want to advance and improve. And so there is a spirit in our world of status quo that kind of binds people and holds them where they are. And that spirit comes over into the church. And if we're not careful, we can become satisfied. We go to a great church. We've got great leadership. We've got great music. We've got great preaching. Well, most of the time we've got great teaching. Even Brother Roberts is here. Maybe not. Okay. But we've got some good things going on here. And I, I'm telling you right now, I love this church. But it's easy to become satisfied with the status quo, right? And so the problem for us is that setbacks, failures, and roadblocks have a, a unique way of discouraging us. Why? Because those same setbacks, those same failures, those, those roadblocks that are a natural part of life, they are going to, they're going to test our commitment and they're going to stop our progress and our growth. How many of you recognize that? Amen. Give me a half, half a head nod, shake, something, right? And so today, this morning, we're going to look at a man in the Bible who faced a very daunting challenge. And so just like you and I, David wanted to keep moving forward, but he faced some problems. And so let me just kind of define for you what a breakthrough is. Here's what David said in verse 11. He said, God has broken through mine enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. And so all throughout Christianity... We understand, I know you go to Living Hope and say, Brother Roberts, we know what a breakthrough is. We, we understand the idea of a spiritual breakthrough, but it is also something that can be very subjective. The term breakthrough itself is not even found in the Bible. It's a term that we're taking from a circumstance in Scripture and applying it to our lives. And so generally speaking, when we start talking uh, about a, a breakthrough, we're talking about reaching some new level of spirituality. How many of you would, be, would be, be glad today if God took you to a new level in the spirit realm? Amen. Amen? You should come hungry for that. You should come. Now, <clears throat> in Christianity, a spiritual break, breakthrough can be, can be defined several ways, right? The first great breakthrough that you're going to have in the spiritual realm is your salvation. When a person gets saved, right, that is a breakthrough. We call that a birth. And they talk about that in terms of a, a baby being coming out, coming through the birth canal. And we sing that old worship song, you know, church was on fire when I came, right? Anybody remember that song? You ever sung that before? We sing that here quite a bit, right? And uh, you know, we, we like that old song. And, and I, I like that, right? The church was on fire when I came through. Now, listen, I want to make sure the church is on fire when somebody else comes through. That, that's what a breakthrough is about, right? I don't know who's going to be here today that's going to receive the Holy Ghost. I don't know who's going to be here today that's going to get baptized in Jesus' name. But it's my job to make sure that I'm not stagnated. My job to make sure I don't have a barrier, a, a wall, something in, in front of me that prevents me from connecting in the Holy Ghost and listen, that fire, is, amen, it, it's not just a one man or one, a one person fire. The preacher, Brother Bounds, when he gets here today, he's going to have some fire, but I've got to have some fire too, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? And so a, a breakthrough comes at salvation, but it's not, thank God, it's not the only breakthrough and it's not the last breakthrough. But breakthroughs occur when we gain a deeper understanding of biblical truth. How many of you know that revelation is a breakthrough? Amen. amen? 
right? Paul said, right, we didn't even know right or wrong, but the Word of God. So the, the revelation of God's Word is a great breakthrough for us. And, and so it even, goes, it even goes deeper than that. So when you receive an answer to prayer, that's a breakthrough. When you get a victory over one of those ugly besetting sins. I know nobody has any sin here this morning. I know we're all angels here this morning. Oh, I'm sorry, all archangels here this morning. I know we're all, we're all right. We're just worshipers this morning, and we don't have no sin. But the truth is, sometimes we need to break through those things that are holding us back from becoming everything that God wants us to be. Amen. Let me give you some examples from Scripture. Paul's experience and his revelation on the Damascus Road is a spiritual breakthrough. He saw for the first time, he saw who Jesus Christ really was. How many of you know there's a, there's, a, there's a great breakthrough when you recognize there's one God? Amen. Hello? There's one faith. There's one, right? We understand that. We know, but what a breakthrough that is, a, a spiritual breakthrough. How many of you know that when you recognize that the plan of salvation is not some easy believism, but it's a, a biblical plan of repentance and baptism and the receive, receiving of the Holy Ghost, that's a breakthrough. That's a revelatory breakthrough. How about Peter's revelation? On the rooftop in Joppa in Acts chapter 10, that's a spiritual breakthrough as he learned that the gospel was for all people, not just for the Jews. Hello? Listen, there's still churches even in America where, listen, we're we're confined to one race or one one dynamic. Listen, that's that's not the kingdom of God. And so that's a breakthrough that the church needs to have, right? That people of God must have, right? It's one that the world needs, right? We understand that. The, the conversion of Lydia on the outskirts of Philippi is a spiritual breakthrough. She was the first, pe- first person on European soil to be saved. That's a breakthrough. There's a revelation because now it wasn't just confined to the dynamics of one, of one locality. Now the Holy Ghost is being poured out across the world in different places. And so whatever the case, whatever the reason, the main idea of a breakthrough suggests that there's a preceding struggle that finally peaks and finds some sort of revolution, resolution rather. And and so there's some kind of barrier that has to be broken. And so there's a lot of different ways that that happens. I talked about about the archangel Gabriel a little bit earlier, but we know this, Daniel prayed and God answered immediately, but, but, but Gabriel could not break through the powers of darkness for 21 days. How many of you recognize that in scripture? And so sometimes you're praying and asking God for something and God wants to give it to you, but there's a spiritual confrontation that's going on that's holding back from that. And so while some people seek a spiritual breakthrough, listen, a lot of people, they they, they want a breakthrough because they can't feel God. I want to just let that rest there for a minute, right? And, and, And others... The other people, they, they, uh, I, I, just, I just don't feel God, and so I need a breakthrough. Listen, that's not a, an abnormal thing, and it may be right, and it may be wrong, but the truth is if you wait till you feel God every time to act, another, another lesson for another day, okay? Others, still others in the church, feel like they need some type of regular emotional breakthrough experience during worship or in prayer, then if they don't feel that emotion, they feel like there's something wrong with them or that God's walked away. Now, maybe that's the case, but maybe it's not. Sometimes we're just Holy Ghost junkies. Hello? Some of you good folk are chill bump addicts. Let me just let that sit there for a moment. 
right? Uh, be honest with you. That doesn't necessarily mean you, mean you need a breakthrough. You're just addicted to the presence of God, which is not a bad thing, but it can be a negative thing if you're, hear what I'm saying, right? If you're not operating in the gifts of the Spirit, you're not making sure. But one thing we know for sure is that sin always creates a barrier and a boundary, a separation between us and God. What are you talking about? I'm talking about this. When you have active live sin going on in your life, there is a boundary between you and the most holy God. Listen, God is holy and we are not. Brother Roberts, be nice. I'm being nice. We are not holy. We are flesh and blood, and we are living in this flesh, and we do wrong things. We say wrong things. We think wrong things. We act the wrong way sometimes. We do a lot of stuff wrong. Listen, thank God we got an altar, but understand this. There's always sin, always creates a barrier. When, when Adam and Eve sinned, God removed them from his presence in the garden, and he put that flaming sword there and said, you can't come back in here. Why? Because there had to be a separation between sin and holiness. And God, God said, you can't do that. And that, that's still true today. Whether you, well, I can talk in tongues. Well, good for you until you've repented. You can learn how to talk in tongues, but until you've got a repentant heart and ask for forgiveness, there is a boundary, there's a barrier, there is something between you and God. And so let's talk about this breakthrough. The, Dr. Charles Ryrie said it this way. He said, the image is of that of flooding waters that are breaking through a broken dam as David's troops broke through the Philistine assault. And so I'm going to kind of give you some different ways to look at this morning. If, if we were to look at a surfer, someone who has surfed all their life, any, any surfers in the room? I cannot. No. Oh, Linda Lou, you're a surfer? She's saying no, and her parents are saying yes. I'm not talking about surfing the web either, okay? I'm talking about one of those surfers on the water, right? And, and listen, the surfer can be skilled. He can be a great surfer. He probably knows which waves are good for surfing. He probably knows what equipment he needs and how to wax the board and how to properly use it. He can be a great skilled surfer, but there's one thing that a surfer cannot do. Even as long as he's, uh, he's been surfing his whole life, he still cannot make a wave. He can only ride one, right? And so here's the thing. In the spirit realm, we cannot generate the wave. Just like the surfer. He can't generate waves. He can catch a good wave and ride it to the shore. But breakthroughs are the same way. I cannot, you cannot, we cannot generate a breakthrough. We can only ride the spirit of God's presence in a breakthrough when he sends one our way. And so a breakthrough happens like a wave. It occurs when God generates a wave and he sends it in our direction and we make a choice whether I'm going to get on it and ride it to dry ground, whether I'm going to ride it to a higher level of spiritual living or whether I'm going to jump off and float in the waters that I've been swimming in. Hello? I think that's a great analogy. I think you can understand that. The presence of God, right? He's going to come in like a, well, when the enemy comes in, the spirit, the presence of God is going to come in like a flood. And so listen, right, I'm going to hang 10 today. I'm going to get up on my board today. I got no balance, Brother Harrison. Help me out. I, I, I'm, don't, don't picture me in Bermuda shorts. It's a bad picture. You don't want to go there. 
But the power of God smashes through. He can send waves of of refreshing and spirituality in your life. And he can break down barriers and strongholds that you have built up or have been built up in your life. And so some walls and some barriers are man-made. Others are created by ourselves, right? Some are spiritual and some are created by the enemy. They can be created by our emotions or even by society. But, the, but listen, what are you talking about? I'm talking about? I'm talking about the barriers. I'm talking about the walls that we're going to break through. Some are spiritual. Some are sin. Some are emotional. Some are mental. Some are relational. Some are financial. It doesn't matter that what it is, but if it's preventing you from going where God wants you to go, hear what I'm saying this morning, then it is a barrier in your life. And so a breakthrough. How do I know it's a breakthrough, Brother Roberts? It's always going to create fresh and new momentum in your life. It's always going to provide you with new direction. And so the longer the breakthrough it is, the bigger it gets. It's like taking a little snowball that starts out the size of a tennis ball, and you begin to roll that tennis ball. And as long as you roll it, it gets covered with more snow until it picks up momentum, and it becomes the size of a boulder that's capable of changing what it comes in contact with. God wants to send that kind of breakthrough to his church. Well, I'm just one little person. I, I know, listen, get that, get that tennis ball out. And that tennis ball, that, that little snowball, right? You get that little hand size, and instead of throwing it at somebody, put it in, put it in the church, invest it back in the kingdom. And it begins, that snowball, when it begins to roll, it begins to touch other pieces of snow. And you begin to touch other pieces of the kingdom of God. And it can create a, such a momentum that when it, You follow what I'm saying? It can change something in the spiritual realm. That's why worship is so important. That's why you must be a worshiper. That's why you got to go beyond just casual clapping your hands and begin to magnify and lift up the name. Why? Because I'm creating momentum. It's not my wave. I'm just I'm just the size of that tennis ball. But when the Spirit begins to move that and connect that together, that together we create a momentum in the spiritual realm that the enemy cannot, cannot fight. Amen. So really quickly, let me give you three steps to prepare yourself for a breakthrough. The first one is the hardest one. You've got to admit it. You and I will never experience a breakthrough that we really need until we first realize and admit that we need one. That's a tough one. I I mean, it really is, right? I mean, the whole church is getting a breakthrough. People are shouting the house down, and here you are. I wonder what's going on with the stock market. Did you see this Facebook post? Listen, you're not going to get a breakthrough on Facebook. You're not going to get a breakthrough on Instagram. You're, listen, you're not. And I watch people, I watch good people that love God and the Spirit's moving and they picking their fingernails. Oh, there's some dirt. Got it. People are shouting and praising God and magnifying the Lord and they are just completely disengaged. You can't get a breakthrough until you recognize the fact that you need one. 
you gotta, you got to admit that. It, it's so hard, right? They say of an addict, you can never help an addict until they admit that they are one, right? But you're never going to get a breakthrough until you admit to God that you need one. And so the next obvious question is if this morning is, how do I know if I need a breakthrough? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. There are three ways where you can tell how you know you need a breakthrough. So three questions that I'm going to ask you, you can ask yourself, right? And so the first one is this. Am I experiencing resistance? The first sign, the first way of telling that you need a breakthrough in your life is am I dealing with resistance? Now, resistance is not when you don't get everything you want. I wanted a new car, and I didn't get a new car. No, no, that's just crybaby. That's maybe poor money management. That's maybe a lot of things, but it's not, it's not resistance. I went down to buy a new car, and that dealer said, I didn't make enough money. Oh, thank God. He saved you from a lifetime of misery. But resistance is opposition or hostility. And so generally speaking, spiritual resistance will affect Worship, it'll affect your attitude, it'll affect your dedication, and it will ultimately, brother May, affect your path forward. So that's what resistance is that's going to, uh, that, how do I know I need one? Listen, listen, you, you understand, it's, it's having an effect on your life. It's creating a barrier in your life. And so here's what David in verse 8, now it, verse 8 says, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard about that and David went out against them. Let me tell you what this, David, the giant killer, the slayer of Goliath is public enemy number one. And David has just been anointed king over all of Israel. He's been promoted. He's been celebrated. He's been crowned the high ruler of Israel. Things are going really well for David. Enter stage right resistance. Listen, listen. Opposition. All right? The Philistines are going to come out. And they didn't just come out. They didn't just show up and knock on the door. The Bible says they spread themselves out across the valley of Rephaim. There they are. They set an array. They set a, a, a barrier there for David. And, and so, David, listen, listen, you got to understand, you know, they watched the little shepherd boy kill their champion, Goliath. And so that was lingering in their, in their memory, and they hated David. And they decided when he became king, they had to dethrone him immediately. Listen, I want you to understand, you and I, when you are Holy Ghost filled, when you're a worshiper, a true worshiper, when you know this word inside of out and you can quote scripture and you're making a difference in it, you become public enemy number one. The devil hates you and everything that you're doing for the kingdom of God and he wants to destroy your walk with God. Is this making sense somebody? Listen, you need to understand that. And so there's going to be resistance. So anybody ever, listen, we don't have a lot of it around living hope, but sometimes we have a little skunky church. That's my technical term. Church that we think stinks. It's not what we're used to. It was okay, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. And, and we recognize that, right? Listen, you got to understand, sometimes you come into the house of God and that enemy, he knows. 
He knows what's going on in the spirit realm better than we do, right? Because he's the prince and the power of the, does this make sense somewhere? Of the air. And he knows that God wants to do something miraculous and mighty in the house of God. And so he begins to put up a spirit of resistance. Uh, you watch it. That baby who's always good in church starts crying. That seven or eight or ten-year-old starts acting up. That phone that nobody calls you on Sunday all of a sudden starts to ring or, or listen, resistance. You know, I, I, most of my flat tires and dead batteries seem to happen on Sunday. I don't know why. Hello? Okay. It can't happen on Monday. I'd be happy to call the boss and say, can't make it today. Got a flat tire. Not half about the flat tire, but hey, I can take a half day off and get that booger changed. We can get it figured out. You know? We're good to go, right? But understand, that's some resistance. What is resisting you today? What is pushing you back today? What is holding against the kingdom of God today? I'm talking about having a, a breakthrough. David was facing resistance. He had enemies that wanted him to fail. And the truth is that all of us at some point are going to face resist, resistance. Now again, understand what I'm talking about. Just because you didn't get everything you wanted, that's not really resistance. You know, I told my wife I wanted steak for dinner and she cooked pork chops. Oh God, I need a breakthrough. That woman's so mean to me. I don't think she's been. Right? You know? You get it. Parents decide you're going to make some, some changes in your home, right? You're going, to, you're, going to, you're going to get your house in order, right? And all of a sudden, maybe your spouse is not on board or definitely the kids aren't on board. That's resistance, right? You decide you're going to lose some weight and you go and start feeling better and people are less than enthusiastic, right? You know, you're going to go on a diet and somebody catches you eating a donut, Right? But listen, resistance can come from people we love, and resistance can come from people that don't love us. Resistance, right, of any kind begins to move upon you, right? And listen, you got to understand how that works. Listen, anybody uh, you facing some resistance today? God wants to break through some of that. The second way that you know that you need a breakthrough is are you experiencing any reluctance? I know I need a breakthrough if I got some resistance. And I know I need a breakthrough if I'm facing some, some hesitancy, some unwillingness. Let's take it a step, a step further. I know for sure that I need a breakthrough when I'm dealing with some lack of enthusiasm. Well, you know, it's just church. I'll just get there when I get there. And prayer's not a priority and worship, you know. Brother Phillips, he'll run the aisle a little bit. He's just gonna do. He's just crazy anyway. But I'll just let him do it. I'll, I'll smile when he goes by. You know, I, I know sister, sister Carol. She's gonna go slap that platform a couple times because that's what she does. For me, well, I'm busy. I got dirt under this fingernail. Uh, I, listen, do you know where God brought you from? Do you understand what the Lord has done to you? Do you know that, right? Do you know what God, that's what, uh, that's what, that's, remember that, that's what, that's what Elijah asked Elijah, do you know what I've done to you? That's what the Lord is saying, do you know what I've done to you? Do you know what God brought me from? Yeah. There are people, brother, there are people back in Florida where I grew up that if they heard the news that I'm going to be pastor of a church, they'd be like, that church is crazy. 
And people don't know him like I know him. No, 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 no. Listen, I cannot have a lack of a, listen, some of the people know me from back in the day. Some of you were around, Sister Lawrence, when I walked in back in the day. They, there's a few folks around. There's not many, but I'm telling you something. And the same thing, you cannot afford to lose your enthusiasm for the things of God. And so one way you know for sure that you need a breakthrough is that, listen, I want to tell you, life will wear you down. The devil will beat the snot out of you. He will get you to the point where you just come in and just go through the motions. But we as the people of God, listen, if you are facing a, a reluctance and unwillingness and hesitancy in any form or fashion, that is a spiritual barrier that needs to be broken through. Well, I'm just not as crazy as Brother Phillips. Well, you ought to be because God brought you just as far as he brought him. You ought to be just as wild. Come on. We ought to be the craziest people in the world. We ought to magnify God greater every time we get an opportunity. It's a barrier. And God said, I want to break through that. I want to push through that. And so David gets to this place. Of reluctance. I'm going to show it to you in the scripture. When you read verse 8, David, courageous King David, says, Hey, these Philistines have set themselves in the valley. Well, I'm not going to stand for that. So he goes out. Verse 9, they spread themselves in the valley. Other translations said they began to make raids or attacks in the valley. And David, in verse 10, inquires of God. Right here, right in the middle of this, the Philistines, right? David's confident. David's defiant. He's, he immediately, Brother Trey, reacts. Get the army. Let's go. And he gets out there, and he sees the enemy laid out in front of him. And he goes, ho, 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 back up. Reluctance. Okay, not quite sure about this one. And he begins to ask himself some questions that we ask ourselves. Hmm. Is their army too big for us? Am I going to be defeated? I don't know. Yeah, I'm the new king here. Do, do we have what it takes to win this battle? Hear, hear me. I'm, I'm trying to help somebody this morning. When you begin to feel that spirit of hesitancy and unwillingness and reluctance, it's the time when the Holy Ghost is telling us we need a breakthrough. And David, such boldness, such eagerness, such, he just jumps out there. But when he began to see that Philistine army laid out across that valley, something happened in his spirit. Hear this preacher this morning. It happens in our spirit too. Immediately you get that phone call. Immediately that thing happens and we say, oh man, God's got this. And a little bit of time happens and a little bit of circumstance. And you begin to look at that bigger picture and you go, hold on. And that little spirit of unwillingness, that little, that just that little spirit of hesitancy begins to creep into your spirit and it creates a barrier. And the bold giant slayer shepherd boy who's now promoted to king takes a big deep breath and steps back a little bit and says... Okay, I'm not sure about this. Can I, do I have what it takes? Am I going to make it through this? Is this going to be okay? Can I tell you that these are normal, natural questions, but they are questions 
that fight against your faith, right? We begin to feel that spirit of fear, that paralyzing spirit of fear. And and we need a breakthrough in our lives from that situation, from that circumstance. And so, listen, I, I don't know what you're dealing with today with hesitancy or unwillingness or what's making you drag your feet or what's creating that that void in your enthusiasm but I want you to know something there's a third step here's what it is if you you have to ask for it that's that's really the third step right how do I know I need it first I'm feeling resistance then maybe I'm feeling reluctance but if I'm really, how do I know? I need some divine guidance. That's really the truth. That's the third step. David says, wait a minute, God. Are you going to defeat them for me? Are we going to be victorious or not? And that's really where the rubber beats the road. And that's why sometimes we hesitate. I mean, the church is going crazy. It's a Sunday night or a Sunday morning. doesn't matter. And people are worshiping and the Holy Ghost is flowing and people are doing great things for God. And we and our spirits become, I'm happy for my brother getting his blessing. I'm happy for my sister getting her blessing. I'm happy that God's doing those things. But we just don't feel like we have earned it. Mm, that's that reluctance. That's that thing. And so David backs off, and this is the third way that you know that you need a breakthrough is when you get to a place where you realize, I can't do this on my own, and I need the guidance of the Lord. I need that. I I watch people, Brother Phillips, who only come to church when things are blowing up in their lives. Why? Because they recognize, I need a word from God. And there's somebody here today, you need a word from God, and God has a word for you today, I promise you. But you're going to have to come to that place where you recognize, listen, I need a breakthrough. Amen. There are sometimes, Sister Jody, when I come to church, and I know I need a breakthrough. And there are sometimes when I come, and I'm like, man, I'm good. I don't need no breakthrough. I'm happy. I mean, things are going good. I got m- most of my bills paid. I'm doing good, you know. I got, I, got, I got a little jingle in my jangle. I got some change in my pocket. I'm good to go. Man, I mean, you know, all my vehicles are running, you know. My wife ain't mad at me today. I mean, the dog, you know, is doing okay. I mean, you know, my goodness. Grandkids call me. I'm feeling good, you know. And I come in and I don't feel. But God wants to break through something that has been in my life maybe for days or for months or for years. Listen, hear what I'm saying. And God is waiting. And there's a wave that's coming. And so what I got to do, I got to get my surfboard out. I got to hang 10. I got to get my, some of you need to take your your spiritual shoes off and get them toes uh, on that board this morning and say, here comes a wave uh, of the Holy Ghost. We're going to begin to worship God in a few minutes. And and some of you need to step out of your comfort zone and get up there. Listen, I know, I know, keep, keep your clothes on, but let, let the Holy Ghost move. Uh, let the power of God move you. You need to, you need to come on. You need to catch, catch one of those tubes. If you, somebody needs to, listen, God wants to break through some barriers in the mind and in the heart and in the spirit. Those things that are overwhelming you, but you've got to know, I need a word from God today about my situation. 
These great barriers, the fear that comes up, the ability, right? And so that third question that I, I've already kind of given you, do I need a word from God? Do I need some? David acted courageously, then he stopped the uncertainty. He came to a crossroads. And so the point is, he asked himself, should I engage the enemy or should I retreat to live another day? Is today the day that God's going to give me a breakthrough? And some people in this place today, you're at a crossroads, and, and you're here for a reason, right? But you've got a decision to make. You're either going to hear the word of God and let it make a difference in your life. And David says, "Can I, I, God, is this the point? Is this the place where I'm supposed to go? And are you going to make a way here? And God said, go. And David goes out and begins to fight, and he breaks through. That big array of the Philistines, and the Philistines, when they saw that the sinner was broken, they began to run away. Man, and David said, whoo, God, my Lord, did you see that? Look at them Philistines run. Look at that devil. Looks like his tail's on fire. He's going all the way back to hell. Go on, devil, run, you devil. Get your junk out of here. He's you ever want to talk to the devil like that? Yeah. Whoo! We had a fella come to church here one time. Bishop gave him the microphone. He cussed the devil out in the mic. You may remember Brother Walter. He said, Bishop, can I testify? Sister Lawrence remembers. He said, the devil, he's a beep, 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 beep. Bishop said, well, Walter, we've all felt that way, but many of us don't say it that way. Here's the important part. Once you get through the place where you know you need a breakthrough, yeah. you've, you've come down. You, listen, the resistance, the reluctance, you know you need it. You, listen, you've you, you got to understand how there, there's a process here. You get to that place. I'm, I'm experiencing those things. And right, So that, that the second step that we come to is determining that I need a, that breakthrough. Where do you need a, a win in your life? David was clear about three things. David was clear about who could help him. David was clear, clear about who or what the enemy was. And David was clear about the result that he wanted to happen. David needed a military breakthrough. David, he did not need a political breakthrough. He didn't need a financial breakthrough. He didn't need a relational breakthrough. He prayed specifically. There's a principle here. He prayed specifically about that thing. Listen, I don't know if you need a, a financial breakthrough today. I don't know. Listen, you've you got to identify that. If you need a relational breakthrough, you've got to identify that. You, you have to, right? David was very clear. The Philistines were standing in his way. But the third thing that David got to, David said, I'm going to ask for it. He said, listen, he inquired of God, and he began to ask God. And God said, listen, listen. So we come and we, we just expect God to do it, but my Bible tells me we have not because we. You know you better than anybody knows you. You know that struggle and you think, oh, it's not such a big deal. It's a barrier. Yeah. Oh, it's just a little. No, it's a barrier. What do you mean? It's preventing you from stepping up. 
It's preventing you from moving forward spiritually. It's preventing you from doing everything that God wants you to do. I'm talking to good people that love God, that know God, that worship God, and you come week after week after week, and there's something wrong, and there's something preventing you from becoming everything that God wants you to be. And the reality is it's a barrier, and God says, I want to break through that. And David gets to this place. He says, you know what? He, he began to ask God, will you do this? And God said, I will do it. And David said, that's great. I'm glad God's going to do it, right? He said, David said, I don't have the power to do this myself. He recognized that, and so he went to God. But here's a very important step. David gets a breakthrough. He said it was like water rushing through a broken dam. He said those, those, those Philistines, they went crazy. They, they ran away. They left all their false idols and everything there. And David, do you know what he did, Brother Trey? He called that place Baal Perzim, which means the Lord of the breakthrough. Here's what David, listen, listen to me. When you get a breakthrough, you got to do what David did. You have got to name it. David said, listen, if I live to be 100 years old, that's Baal Perzim. That's the place where God broke through for me. Nineteen. I'll make sure I get the year right. Nineteen eighty-five. I'm driving back from Jacksonville, Florida. I've been in the church for a minute. I was driving that old red topaz. Remember that car? You rode several hundred miles in it. And I said, God, I can't control this cigarette. It's controlling me. And brother, I know I was on I-95 between Jacksonville and Savannah, and the Spirit of God moved in that car. And Brother Harrison, I took the cigarette out of my mouth and threw it out the window. I was a litter bug. And I took the packet out of my pocket and threw it out the window. And I took the carton off the seat, Brother Steve, and I threw it out the window. And I've never had a desire for a cigarette to this day. Listen to me. You have got to know. When God brings you through something, you got to put a label on it. you got to have a reference point. He delivered me. He brought me through. He made a way when there was... I'm talking to somebody in the Holy Ghost. God wants to do something great, but you have got to name it. He broke through in my life. I can take you back to the points, Brother Trey. When I was, I couldn't stop cussing. I was, they turned to cuss like a sailor. And I remember we had some friends over, very young in my, in my spiritual walk, Brother Moses, and some friends were over, and something happened, and I said something I didn't want to say. And I remember walking back into my bedroom and kneeling down, and I said, God, I can't do this. I have no ability. I'm asking you, Lord, I need a breakthrough right here. My tongue, I cannot control. And it wasn't that moment, but over the next few days and few weeks and few months, God began to change. My, he can do it. God wants to break through. I'm telling I remember those days like they were, some of you know what I'm talking about. God has delivered. Put a name on it. They, let me tell you how great this is, Brother Trey. 
You go back and read in the book of Isaiah. I didn't write it. I think it's Isaiah 31 and 12. They quote back. The, the nation of Israel quotes this after David's dead. And he said, they talk about Baal, like it was at Baal Prism. God was a, listen, it wasn't just David's breakthrough. The whole nation of Israel were referencing Amen. that God is a God of breakthrough. I don't know what you're dealing with today. I don't know what you're going through today. But if you will allow God to send the wave of the Spirit. Some of y'all need to act in the Holy Ghost like you're taking your shoes off. Uh, Some of y'all need to loosen up a little bit and say, today I'm going to hang ten. Today I'm going to catch the wave of the Holy Ghost. And when God begins to move, he's going to break through in my life. And I'm going to name it. Uh, It was... It was September 19th at that old at that altar right there at Living Hope that God delivered me. Name, I'm not special. I'm God's not a respecter of persons. Brother Jones, if he did it for me and you, he can do it for them. He can do it. I don't know what you're dealing with today, but if you'll just let the Holy Ghost move through it, God wants to break through your situation. He wants to tear it down. He listen, but you have got to name it. He's the God of breakthroughs. But let me tell you where to lead you. And I told you this, we read it. There's two things you've got to know. When the Philistines broke and ran, they left all of their gods in the valley of the breakthrough. They just ran away. And David said, gather up all those things, all those idols, and burn them. I've watched good people. I've experienced in my life, God breaks us through something, brings us through something, delivers us from it, and because we don't burn, we don't destroy those things. Does this make sense? Well, I'm trying to help somebody in the Holy Ghost. I feel the Spirit of God in this room. Because we don't burn those things. (laughs) This is because we don't burn those things. What happened in the rest of that chapter happens. It wasn't very long. And the Philistines come up and set themselves in array against David's army again. And David said, God, David learned his lesson. He didn't have to go through the process. He said, God, should I go out against him again? And God said, nope. Hmm? I want you to go another way. And I want you to go over behind this little place over here. And when you hear the sound of a going... When you hear the marching of their feet in the mulberry trees, when you hear the wind of God moving, he said, then can you go out? And so here's the problem. Sometimes we get a breakthrough, and it's a process. Anybody been there? God breaks through, and we feel good, and then you're defeated, and we feel good, and we're defeated, and we feel good, and we're defeated. We go through it. We break through, and we get defeated. We break through. I'm talking to somebody today. Listen. But God said, listen, I've got another way around for you. Why? Because now it's not just you going out and defeating that enemy. Now you've got to trust me when I take you another way. Good. 
Some things I've been delivered from instantly. Thank God. Other things, it's been year after year, moment after moment, trial after trial, temptation after temptation, failure after failure, where the process of God is renewing and restoring and renewing. And all through those times, I'm learning to trust him every day, every moment. He's got me on a journey. God wants to break through in your life. He wants to change something in your spirit. He wants to break through. Maybe it's a mindset. Maybe it's some entrenched pattern of thought, something that you were taught when you were little. Maybe it's something, I don't know what it is, but God wants to change something in the Holy Ghost in this place today. But there's some things that we've got to do. We've got to admit it. We've got to know where to go to get a breakthrough. We've got to make sure that we catch that wave, and then we've got to ask for it. You've got to have divine guidance. You've got to have that from God in order to know. How do I know? I know I know because I'm feeling resistance or I'm feeling reluctance or I, 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 I'm feeling like I need a word from God. That's how you know you need a breakthrough in some area of your life. But when you get to that place and God comes through it, you've got to declare it. You've got to name it. You've got to put a label on it. I know we don't want to label stuff, but we've got to put a label on it. And you've got to burn You've got to destroy those things that are holding you back from the purpose of God in your life. Stand with me this morning. Breakthrough will always change your worship. If it doesn't change how you worship, it's not a true breakthrough. When David destroyed those things... It changed the worship. Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't know if God's going to deliver instantly today. But in this room this morning, I want us just to lift our hands. God, as you send the wave of the Spirit through this place today like you always do, I'm praying for the people of God today for that spirit of breakthrough to come to be released. I'm releasing that anointing upon the hearts and minds of people. I want you to reach over to somebody right now next to you and pray for them in the name of Jesus. Let's release a spirit of breakthrough. Let's release that anointing that breaks the yoke and the chain and the fetter. Find somebody near you. Lay a hand on their shoulder in the name of Jesus. God, we know it doesn't happen by might nor power, but it's through the Spirit. It's an operation of the Holy Ghost. I release right now the blood of Jesus, the power of God, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. As we begin to worship you this morning, as the wave of your Spirit moves through this house, today. Help us, God, to ride that wave to a newer level. Help us to ride that wave to a greater place of victory in you. In the name of Jesus, I bind uh, every spirit of hesitancy. I bind every spirit of resistance. Uh, I bind every spirit of reluctance uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, I release right now, hallelujah, the Spirit of God. I release right now the ability to claim and to name uh, that place uh, in the name of Jesus. You are the Lord of breakthroughs. Uh, you are the God of victory. There's nothing that you cannot do. Just a moment. Let's find the Holy Ghost in this room. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, you said right now that your power, Lord, would not be overcome. We release the blood, the power, the name of Jesus. Lord, move in this place today. Let your anointing be released today. Let the power of God be released upon every heart and every mind in every life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now let's worship the Lord in victory. Thank you, Jesus.
I'm encouraging somebody today when that spirit begins to move and you feel like you need to move in the Holy Ghost, don't let that spirit of hesitancy and reluctance hold you back, but worship God. Engage in the spirit. Let the Holy Ghost move today. God wants to break, I feel it, God wants to break through some things today in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands to the Lord and give him some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, God, we praise you. Lord, we magnify you. Great is the Lord and greatly. Come on, he brought me from a mighty long way. There's nothing, there's nothing he cannot do. Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Now find three people and give them a high five. I'm getting a breakthrough today. I'm coming through something significant today. Jesus' name. Amen, amen. God bless you. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. So I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you.